And welcome to a brand new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, sports editor with you, Evan Lee Pack, Goshen News Sports Reporter. Evan, how are we feeling after a busy, 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 busy weekend? Busy, busy. Four busies. Who, but who's counting? How how do we survive? I don't know how we did, to be honest. Uh, but shout out the Tuesday newspaper. 12 local sports stories in there. Not to brag, you know. News from Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That's how much content we had going on this past couple days. That's a local sports section right there for you. Support local journalism. Goshenews.com slash subscriptions. Covered seven just on Saturday. Seven games. Did write up quick write-ups of a couple other things that we didn't get to. We had the football sectional pairings come out on Sunday night. We had uh, cross-country news Monday afternoon, Monday evening. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to all that. Let's uh, let's try to get through this, you know, as fast and as efficiently as possible. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Let's start with the nightcaps from Saturday night, boys soccer, sectional finals. We had four teams from the area win. We covered four sectionals. We had four winners, which I don't think was a surprise, to be perfectly honest. We were kind of guaranteed um, one in the 3A one, felt good about Northwood in 2A, felt good about... Bethany in 1A and Westview in 1A as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goshen, Northwood, Bethany, Westview, all winners on Saturday night. Uh, I was with the Red Hawks in a 4-0 defeat victory of the Northridge Raiders. They defeated the Northridge Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Josh Cruz, the MVP of that sectional, seven goals, two assists across the three games for the Red Hawks. He had two goals and two assists Saturday night specifically. Uh, he's been dynamic for them all year. 31 goals on the season, the new single-season record in program history. Who did he beat? Lucas Bontrager, 28 goals from 2017. What year? 2017. I just said it. <laughs> you yep. beat me. Yeah, first time since 2017 for a lot of things for the Goshen program this year. First conference title since 17, first sectional since 2017. Cruz breaks the record that was set in 2017. Um, yeah, this is a very good Goshen team. Best Goshen team in five years. Obviously, by all the metrics, and um, yeah, they looked the part, man. They won their games. I know Mishawaka eleven nothing was kind of a joke, but to win three zero over Concord and four zero over Northridge, and those are two teams that they played close in the regular season. They tied Concord, and then was four three against Northridge in the regular season. Just to come out and kind of beat them thoroughly in the sectional was impressive. I thought wasn't even close, huh? No, because Northridge looked really strong against Elkhart, and we knew. Well, I mean, we. This North, season, Elkhart looked pretty Northridge good. Northridge didn't play bad, per se, on Saturday night. They just didn't finish some scoring opportunities. I mean, they had two or three point-blank chances, about 20 minutes left in the first half, and then Michael Whelan had a free kick that crossed half the line. I mean, it literally was half the line. I have the picture for it, GoshenNews.com. Um, on my story, you could see it. The ball was halfway across the line. Did not go in. That was a funny photo. I laughed at it. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> the, Northridge <laughs> but it, but it people, the Northridge people thought it went in. Obviously, uh, the Goshen people are, you know, they live with it not going in. It, I don't think it went in. If it crossed the line, uh, Tomas Hernandez was really good about making sure it didn't look like it crossed the line. He so. was like, didn't go in. Yeah, didn't, didn't go, go in. in. Um, so they get to play Penn Wednesday, regional semifinal. Uh, Penn beat them 5-3 to three just two weeks ago. Back and forth uh, type game over there at, at uh, I don't, they don't have a name for the soccer field. It's just the soccer field, I think. The Penn soccer field? No, it's at Goshen. It was at Goshen two weeks ago. Oh, and it's right. at Goshen today. The Goshen it's soccer Wednesday. field. It is, yep. Penn's 11 4 and 4. Goshen 13 3 and 3. Penn were ranked 15th in the last poll. Goshen 17th. Feels like it's going to be a pretty even game. I, I really can't predict uh, a winner on this one. It's going to be a very fun uh, atmosphere, although Wednesday night at uh, Goshen High School. Goshen always does a good job of packing the stands for soccer. I'm, I'm expecting a huge crowd Wednesday night. I don't think there will be any seats empty. We will say that. A lot sure. of lawn chairs as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's plenty of room for lawn chairs, I will say. That's what's nice about that setup. Same thing at Elkhart, you know. They don't have as many robust seating options like stand in the stands, but they do have enough space for chairs. A lot of these places do. Northridge... You know, similar vibe set up for the soccer facility. So, just not North great. Wood. Just not great for the media. That the, the Goshen one's not bad, but the one you're at 
uh, an elk, elk cart. Not great. The little shed of a press yeah. box area <laughs> that seats three people. So did you sit at the table or you just stood the whole game? You didn't have to do. I anything. was moving around taking pictures. So yeah, you didn't have to do anything. And then when it was three nothing Goshen, I kind of sat on the bench in front of the stands or front of the press box where the referees sit at halftime. Mm-hmm. I sat there with Anthony Anderson. So that's where he was sitting. Yeah. Anthony and I had a great conversation about life, just watching soccer. And was Anthony annoyed he had to sit on a bench outside during the no, game? No, Anthony doesn't care. Anthony's a trooper like that, man. He's a good guy. Anyway, um, so yeah, Goshen looked the part. They took care of business, um, and I'm, I'm I really am intrigued by that game on Wednesday. That, that's that's going to be a fun fun matchup, the Kingsmen and the Red Hawks. So. I have a feeling eight goals will not be scored. In that one, I would be surprised if it was high scoring again, but you never know. Penn Penn had a great sectional too. They beat number six Chesterton, and then they also took care of South Bend Adams, who was a good team this year. Mm-hmm. So they picked up two really nice wins in their sectional. They got momentum. Goshen has momentum. Uh, I mean, everyone has momentum at this point. It's not they're winning. They want re- they want a sectional. Yeah, they have momentum. Yeah. So stupid point to make, but. Uh, Still a point. Still a point. 2A, Northwood boys, they won their sectional, took care of business, um, you know, had a had to beat, um, I forgot who they played in their first game. Was it Wild? No, they didn't play Wabasee. They beat West Noble in the semifinal, and they beat mm-hmm. Angola in the final. Lakeland, they beat Lakeland in the first game. Correct. Monday night. It was like eight days ago, man. It's a long time. And a lot's happened in this last eight days. Yes, yes. Very, very busy. Uh, so, Northwood, um, you know, they were the favorite going into that sectional. And they've been really solid all year. Uh, you know, nothing. They've, they've won all the games they were supposed to win. They dropped a couple, you know, to good teams, right? They're 12-5-2. They're, they're mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those losses are like Goshen, Northridge, you know, within conference. So it's not like they were bad losses by any means. Um, you know, they picked up the nice one over Warsaw earlier, um, who also won a sectional at the 3A level. So um, they get a tough test with Mishawaka Marion mm-hmm. coming into town, going to mm-hmm. Wellfield mm-hmm. Park. They play their games at Wellfield Park, for those who are um, curious. Marion, 15-1-2 and two on the season, won the Northern Indiana Conference, won their sectional, of course. They were ranked number four in the final 2A coaches poll. Northwood was 18th for, for what it's worth, so the two top 20 teams there getting together at Wellfield Park. Um, they, played, they played near the end of the regular season. Marion won 2-1, so Northwood hung with them. Can they pull an upset? We're gonna we're gonna find out, I guess. But they certainly have a shot. They played them tight, right? Yeah. Don't you agree with that? Feels like Northwood has played to the level of their competition all year. Like what? they struggled against Wallasee, but then they also beat Warsaw, right? So like, so you never know which team was right. Show up. Well, like you you would think that since Marion's really good, they will rise to that level. Rise to the occasion. Right. I hope so. Yeah. For the Panthers' sake, we can get another. Maybe another regional final team. Get a yep. few of them. They won a regional two years ago. So, I mean, you know, one DeFreitas was leading the team at that point, And now another DeFreitas is leading them this time. So, go he's, figure. He's great with the football, too. He is. Uh, and finally, at the 1A level, Bethany and Westview both took care of business in their respective sectionals. Um, Westview cruised past Central Noble, and then they beat uh, Lakewood Park Christian, and then Interesting matchup of Blackhawk Christian Saturday night, number 14 team, but Westview three first half goals, and then they just controlled the ball the rest of the way and took care of them 3 0. 17 1 1, 16 of those wins with a shutout. Um, just incredible. Really, like they've given up goals in only three games this whole year. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. They're, you know what that means, though? They're due. Bethany's gonna win. Bethany's do, yeah. Bethany's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna apo- make some apologies later in the show for some teams. Because um, we love to do that. <laughs> no, we've talked about that stat like a lot. So I don't. I uh-huh. feel like, it, like if they give up goals, like okay, wow, you jinxed us. Like what well, was inevitable? You were going to give up a goal somewhere. Um, Bethany Christian, you know, they took care of their sectional as well. Like I said, they won their three games. Trinity Lakeland on Monday. And they beat Trinity, Elkhart. Lakeland Christian, Elkhart Christian, yep. back to back to back. Yep, you were there on Saturday night, Bethany ECA. Any uh, analysis, thoughts on how Bethany might have played uh, against the Eagles? Any analysis. That's what you get paid for, brother. I'll tell you. 
ECA hosting sectional. Oh man, that scoreboard. Yeah. Couldn't I mean you can't even read the time. But I'm ECA might have won technically by the scoreboard. We'll never know, you know, because that scoreboard is so out of out of date. And then you can hear the sweet sounds of the highway, uh, just a few hundred few Nothing not even a hundred yards probably. Nothing I love more than a high school with highway access, you know what Sick. I mean? <laughs> yeah, Bethany really just uh, kind of controlled the, the entire game, honestly. Two nothing W. Had a goal from Sawyer Beachy, freshman. He came through just six minutes into the game. Tony Jansen was like, that was very key. Because he talked about after the game how obviously with Westview not being their sectional anymore, they were the favorite in this sectional, so they had more pressure on them. So he thought that that goal being so early really helped them the rest of the game. They looked really loose. Kind of, I thought they looked loose the whole game, but they especially looked loose after that first goal. Kind of dominated ECA, stayed in their defensive zone. ECA only had a couple chances in the first half, but... Even though Bethany controlled the first half, they're only up one nothing at halftime. Tony Jansen talks to his guys, rallies the troops a little bit in halftime, and then less than a minute in the second half, Jordan Ross Richer scores a goal, and it's two nothing. And just like that, mm-hmm. Bethany's coasting, and then they uh, they continue to play good defense in the second half, and they end up winning two nothing, getting a sectional title, first one in a few years because of Westview. Yeah, Westview had won the prior two years, so. <laughs> Yeah, they, um, what was I, gonna say? I had a great point. E- oh, yeah, Bethany ECA, when they played last month, when I was there, I was there at that one, and it was similar. Like, Bethany controlled most of the pace of play. Mm. The only difference was that they didn't score till late, and then ECA countered right away and got another goal. So, I think, like you said, that first goal, like, getting that goal like five, ten minutes into the game, like, that's huge for a team that, like, knows they're going to control most of the game. Mm. You know, ECA's plan was to sit back and then counter with Shram, Luke Shram. Guy's and, crazy. Yeah. He's all over the field, running around. Yeah. So, to be able to get that first one and just know you have that, it's got to be a huge relief. Like, okay, we don't have to – they chased for 70 minutes in their first game against them for that goal, you know. They got it in six this time, so that's huge for their for their confidence and, and you know, so. The guy from ECA that you just mentioned, Lou Schramm, mm-hmm. he – he qualified for regionals and cross country in the morning, and yeah. then he was running all over the place. Well, Trent, for Trent Conrad too. Trent Conrad it's like is crazy. On his, he like lost his shoe during the sectional That's right, race, yeah. and then he plays soccer at night. Good for him. Someone man. stepped on him. ECA man, small schools man, multi-sport athletes in the same same, same season. Same day. I could not imagine running three miles and then being like, you know what I want to do tonight? Play soccer for eighty minutes. That sounds awful. They must have been at least a little gassed. I mean, Luke Schramm didn't exactly look gassed at all. He's run all over the place the whole game. But yeah, I mean, he lost. That guy lost his shoe pretty like early in the race too. So he was running with one shoe for a majority of that race. Would you have just taken off your other shoe at that point? I don't know. Because like the balance of it, right? You know what I mean? Like, if your one foot is, like, two or three inches higher off the ground than your other foot, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would just have taken off the other shoe. Maybe he's trained for that situation just in case, you know? <laughs> I don't think he's trained for that situation. Um, the Bethany-Westview matchup is really intriguing to me on Wednesday night because you get two... Like, Bethany, I think... Like, they think they're going to have to probably do an ECA-type strategy where they're going to have to play defense... And get a counter, you know, try to, to beat load them. It. Gonna have to load the defensive zone. The issue though is that Westview controls the ball so well. They're a possession dominated team. You will hear Jimmy Martin say that a bazillion times. We want to control the possession of the game. Like we want to make passes and keep the ball away from our opponents, make them chase us, and then beat them. So mm-hmm. like it's gonna be like a Bethany sitting back versus Westview sitting back on offense type of thing. Like, who's going to, like... It's going to be one nothing. Who's going to move first, basically? <laughs> I mean, Westview won the game 3 nothing when they played, uh, like, three weeks ago. So, it's it's going to be, like, a cat-and-mouse type game. And it's a rivalry game. Like, this has always been a close game. They played in the sectional final the last two years. Both games were electric. You know, you were there for the one last year where it goal in the last, whatever, five, ten minutes of the game. The regional game. The sectional game against Bethany Christian. Oh, you was, weren't over there. You I were there for the, the regionals. Regional final. The the one they they won with like Meisner scoring with like five minutes left last year, and then twenty twenty went to PKs. So like two like electric, really good competitive games. 2020-21. Bethany is better this year. Westview mm-hmm. is better than this year. It's, it's better this year too than both those yeah. teams. Yeah. So it's like it, obviously like both teams are improved. So that game is that like all three of the games honestly Wednesday night really intriguing to me. Uh, I can't pick the 
the Pangoshin game. I don't know. It's going. It will take a upset. It will be an upset if Northwood won. It'd be an upset if Bethany won. Soccer. You never, never know. know though, you man. never know what's going to happen. Speaking of, you never know. Girls soccer. Um, Westview girls. Sorry. I just want to apologize um, to the Westview girls soccer team because in August I said this could be a team that makes it to the final weekend of the season. And they didn't make it out of the first round of sectional, so I apologize for the ultimate Goshen News Sports Podcast jinx. Um, this is my fault. I take ownership for this. Jesse Ward, if you want to send some angry emails at me or egg my apartment building, I'm fine with that. Egg your window. Yeah, egg my one window, <laughs> my two windows that I have. Uh, yeah, I, hand up. My fault. My hand bad. Up. That shouldn't have happened, though. That was shocking. It was shocking, but it w- it was destined to happen as soon as I said on the August whatever episode, I think, well, if you can make it to the state finals. Yeah, well, that's not the only thing we're probably going to jinx, I'd imagine. Yeah. In, 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 I, I in jinxed, multiple sports. I, I jinxed the Chiefs into a win on Monday Night Football, so as I was texting that to you, the Chiefs ran like a 25-yard run, and I was like, this is this is a sign. This is so, where it starts. Um, anyway, girls soccer, uh, three sectional winners. Bad night the, to be a cameraman. Tough to <laughs> uh, Three sectional winners, Goshen, Northwood, Bethany. Uh, Goshen was expected. They were the favorite, and they um, got a probably a nice gift that Concord beat Northridge in the first round because Northridge felt like the team that could maybe beat beat Goshen or at least keep it close, like a one nothing type game. Um, Concord played that defense, though. First half, as you expected. That was the strategy. It worked for a majority of the game. But eventually, Goshen's uh, prowess, physicality, especially from Candy Orty. She she got to the spot a couple times. Kennedy. That's what I said. Oh, at least with Katie Orty. No, Kennedy Orty. Kennedy Orty. Got to the spot a couple times near uh, deep in Concord's defensive zone near the goal. Set up a couple goals. Andrea Diaz ended up with two. Both mm-hmm. goals for the Goshen dub, two to nothing. She had twenty. She has twenty on the year now, so she's used to scoring goals in big spots. So good for the Red Ox. First time since uh, twenty sixteen that they are a sectional yeah, champion. Because they were in a sectional with Penn, who's won sixteen in a row now. Freak uh, Penn, man, this is just ridiculous. They were terrible all year for their standards. I mean, they were even any standards really. They were four eleven and two going into the sectional. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they beat number six St. Joe in a shootout, and they win the sectional final in a shootout as well to go to this uh, regional. They've won 16 straight sectional championships as a program. It's a state record. Um, and like Goshen, the one year they think they can maybe avoid Penn, here they come again, like Penn on Thursday night at home. It, it's rare to say that on paper Goshen is the favorite over Penn, but on paper they are. 15 and 3, they were ranked number 19 in the final poll. Penn obviously wasn't because they were struggling, but mm-hmm. it's still Penn. It's going to be hard to beat them. They're getting hot at the right time. Naturally, the Kingsmen are, you know, making a run. Um, I think there's a mental thing with that. It's a mental thing. Like, Goshen's going to have to get over that. And that's the same thing with the boys, too. Like, Penn, in general, in this area, has the mental edge over pretty much everyone when they walk off the bus because they're Penn. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's going to be that mental part of it of, like, we can't let them beat. We can't be down one zero when they walk off the bus, basically. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's going to be really, really important for Goshen to like score early against Penn. I, it sounds stupid, of course. Like, of course, you want to sc- score early and get momentum, but mm-hmm. I really think that's a key part for Goshen on Thursday is to like seize control of the game early, try to get some momentum, make Penn play from behind. You I think know. they'll be aggressive from the jump, personally. Yeah, Goshen. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I agree. Got to be, got to be in this situation. So, I, I that's another one that it's a toss up. The both Goshen Penn games this week are just toss ups. You know, I can't pick a winner at this point. So, so all six of our games we're covering are toss ups, pretty much. I would say, yeah. I mean, the Marion Northwood ones are like definitely like more favored in Marion. Mm-hmm. Northwood teams aren't bad. Like they're not, they're not slouches. So like that's the thing is like. It's it's like a like a sixty five thirty five toss up if that makes sense mm-hmm. where the other ones are fifty fifty I would say the Westview Bethany boys is like sixty five thirty five Westview toss up as well where like Bethany is good and they could beat them but it's definitely like Westview is definitely the favorite the Goshen Penn games and the Argus Bethany girls game I don't know 
you could pick any. I literally flip a coin. Pick them. You know, pick them. Pick them. So pick them. So we'll talk Northwood Marion girls quickly. Uh, Northwood fourteen three and two. Marion seventeen one and one. Uh, Northwood three shutouts in their sectional. Shout out Carly Mass setting the single season program record fourteen shutouts this year. It's impressive. So um, they get a tough task with Marion coming in, number three team in the final rankings, and uh, they did not play in the regular season. So this will be a first-time matchup between those two. Hmm. Um, all three boys' games are rematches. Actually, Penn and Goshen girls did not play this year in the regular season either. They did not. So two new matchups there on Thursday. Um, yeah, Northwood, you know, they do just enough a lot of time, Like, they aren't – they, they score well. They're not like a prolific offense. They like to play a control game a little bit too. They're going to have to kind of control the ball and hope to God that, you know, Ari Topping or Kate Nepp or Eva Sloat get free and get a goal. And playing at home, maybe that helps a little bit, you know, get a little home crowd and um, we'll see about that. But, um, yeah, it should be, uh, again, it's an intriguing matchup. Marion's definitely the favorite, but, you know, I, I, I would not surprise me if Northwood hung around for most of that game. Definitely not. Argus? Argus and Bethany Christian girls. So, with Westview losing, the door was open for Bethany Christian. Right. And they they won. They beat ECA in overtime in the semifinal, and then they beat Central Noble in the final in uh, regulation one nothing. Zoe Willems, the lone goal of the sectional final to win the championship for the Bruins, winning one with their dad. Cool moment. I think Hank got to coach... Beck winning a couple when Beck was a sophomore and a freshman when Beck, uh, Hank used to coach the boys team. Mm-hmm. So he took over the girls program in 2021. So, or 2020? 2020. 2020. Sorry. So 2019 season, he did get to coach Beck in his sophomore year. Something along those lines. Yeah, sophomore year. So he's won <laughs> sectionals as a coach for both his kids. That's cool. It's a good moment. Hopefully, Steve, do you think Steve cries about that? I don't, I don't know. I didn't see a quote about it. So. Oh, Steve. Letting the team down, Steve. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is an interesting game. Argus, 8-6-3. Um, and three. Bethany, 8-9-1. and one. Um, So, fairly even records. Argus was ranked in the final poll at 17th. Um, Bethany beat Argus, though, in the final regular season game for both teams. 1-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Argus outshot Bethany 17-2. Grace Triplett, who won our Athlete of the Week last week, made all 17 saves. So 17 It's a lot of saves. It's a lot of saves. Oh, my goodness. So, I guess Bethany knows the blueprint to beating Argus. Can they repeat that? We'll find out. It seems like a one-in-a-million type of performance in the goal. Yeah, they gotta yeah. they gotta play a little more better defense yeah, and some better offense too. Can't be putting that much but pressure on their goal. They only they only had like three or four shots against Central Noble. Like Bethany's playing a very opportunistic type game where it's like, let's try to get some counters with Willems or Mariah Stolzfus and uh, go. So it's, playing with fire. Yeah, it's tough <laughs> when you have two dynamic players like that at the top. That's pretty much what your strategy can be. If you have, don't have anyone else around them, it's like okay, let's play defense. And try to get free and in the midfield and get get them loose and see if they can score. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So everyone plays. Boys play Wednesday night. Girls Thursday night. Note the Argus Bethany game is a seven thirty p.m. start. Every other game is at six o'clock. Argus Bethany starting later because Bethany volleyball plays at six o'clock in the sectional semi or sectional quarterfinal. Yep. At six p.m. at the school. So they're going to have the students be able to watch the volleyball at 6 and then go over to soccer at 7.30. That makes sense. It does make sense. I would, You wouldn't want both you – you don't want people making a choice. You it's know? tougher for us, though. It, does make our, it makes our Thursday night just a little more. Wednesday will be relatively okay. Thursday is going to be eh. – So we'll uh, cross country. Let's get through cross country from this past week. Uh, no surprises really at the uh, sectional. Um you know, Northridge won both. Congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Temi Bayless, eighteen fifty, her fastest time ever. Congratulations to her, mm-hmm. athlete of the week nominee, along with Josh Cruz, along with Carly Mast, along with Muhammad Amir, Amr, Amr, Amir, from Westview Boys Soccer. I should have asked about the pronunciation before I said it. Um, yeah, nothing, re- nothing really shocking there. ECA girls with a third place finish. That's their best ever at a, at a sectional. 
So congratulations to them on that, advancing mm-hmm. as a team. Um, I thought it was kind of funny that Elkhart had five individuals advance as a team, but they are not advancing as a team. You noticed that. Yes. You said that on the Twitter. Yes. You're like, this is an intriguing stat right here. I was like, oh, that is an intriguing Technically, stat. their yeah. whole team that scored points for the varsity is going through to regional, but they will not be able to run as a team. They are five individuals. That is weird. So, like a weird loophole for cross country. Yeah, because only the top five teams go through. And then the top 10, ten individuals from not advancing teams. This is about the only sectional in the state that this can happen because there was only eight teams running. Mm-hmm. So like, as long as like seven and eight didn't have too much depth, you know, they were gonna get through. So, so five from Elkhart went through, and then like you know, three from Fairfield and two from Wallace or whatever. So, right. So yeah, um, actually I have it right here. Hold on. Uh, four from Fairfield, one from Wallace went through. So. And then five from Elkhart. But their whole team is not through. Doesn't make makes sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. Um, so, yeah, they did well. Northridge did well. Um, regional this Saturday. A little more competition coming in, Penn, pretty much. Um, well, got to shout out Jackson Miller real quick. He yeah, won for boys the boys race, too. 15 which is also a personal record for him. So Yeah, good for him. And he's been second to Tommy Claxton or... Th- and who's been second to the Mishawaka kid who wasn't at the sectional now he's coming into the regional. Mm. Um, he yeah, finished she, fourth, I guess, last week. Yes. In the uh, conference tournament. Northridge had seven guys run, and they all finished in the top 16. Yep. It's pretty good. That's why they were like 11th ranked team in the state right now. So. That's why they won by 20 points Yeah. on um, Saturday. Great picture, by the way, of Jackson and his father hugging after the at the end of the race. His dad is the assistant coach, Sam Miller, mm-hmm. and uh, Jason Snyder, the superintendent, snapped a really good picture of Sam hugging Jackson at the end. It was such an awesome like father-son moment. It was really cool. Missed it. Yeah, Oops. I saw it on Facebook and Twitter. Awesome. Dang it. Chills, man. Sports, you know, the best. They're the best. Uh, um, sports. <laughs> yeah, so Northridge, Goshen, Northwood, Elkhart, Codcord, boys, and then Northridge, Northwood, ECA, Concord, Goshen, girls, advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent Conrad won one shoe did advance uh, Lewis Lewis, right, Luke yeah. Schramm <laughs> uh, yeah so we will have a lot of area representation of course at the regional and then uh, there was big news yesterday uh, regarding the semi-state at Huntington University has, it has been moved to Indiana Wesleyan University uh, in the wake of the allegations against Huntington University's cross country and track programs um, a lot of reports of sexual abuse physical abuse um, pressure to use performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, just sounds like a really bad uh, ecosystem all around at Huntington University right now. The former coach is arrested for uh, you know not being a good person, basically. Um, the current so somehow he only served a month of a two-year sentence. The current the current head coach and the assistant coach have been played up, placed on administrative leave. Um, Indy Star did an excellent investigative piece. Mm-hmm. On this, uh, I recommend going to look at it. Um, details are not fun to read, but um, it's important journalism. Support your local journalism, you know. Uh, so yeah, they will be running at Indiana Wesleyan University instead in Marion. That is next Saturday, the twenty second. Uh, the right decision by the IHSAA, of course. Um, given all of the um, things, issues going around the Huntington program, so I. Wouldn't be surprised if that gets moved to Wesleyan for the next couple of years, to be honest. Permanently. Or they just find a new spot permanently. You think Iowa would be the, even though they do regional in? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they would be the right pick, I think. Unless there's a course somewhere that I, you know, I don't know about. But, you know, Marion, you know, it favors the indie schools that go there. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they don't they don't mind the northern people going down to Marion, so... Yeah, I say rigged, of course, um, <laughs> naturally. So uh, they're not going to do it at Oxbow. I know that much. Um, well, they should. No. They should. <laughs> but but for real. Um, no, but seriously, please do that. <laughs> save us some time. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that'll be in Marion. M A R I O N, not Marion with the A. Mm-hmm. So right decision, and I don't think anyone thought it was the wrong decision, you know. And if they did, they're not saying it on Twitter or Facebook, at least. Um, right. Yeah, it makes sense to me. It should make sense to everyone else. Yeah. Um, 
It makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we... Uh, Just saying. You almost insulted yourself there, I think. Just um, putting that out there. Okay. Uh, let's talk quickly as well, boys tennis. Uh, it's the end of the season for the boys tennis players, at least, except Isaiah Hostetler from Westview. Uh, shout out him. He's still in the individual tournament. But Goshen boys saw their season come to an end on Saturday at the semi-state. Not overly surprising. North Central from Indianapolis, pretty good. It was over quick. Their number two singles player was the state runner-up in the individual tournament last year as a sophomore. And they moved him down from number one singles to number two singles. So, What does that tell you? What does that tell you? <laughs> uh, a lot of talent. I felt bad for Moses Sawatsky. That match was done in like 30 minutes. It was 6-0, 6-1. It felt bad. I mean, senior year, right? And he's a good player. I mean, Moses was a good player for Goshen all year. Mm-hmm. And he had no chance. He had no chance. And I feel bad for the kid, to be honest. Um, Pi Wellington kind of hung around a little bit at one singles. The two doubles team, Kyan Miller, Moses Kratzer, they let 5-1 in the second set, and they lost at 7-5. Like, that's brutal. They would have forced a third set. Maybe make some more drama, get some pressure. Pi was up 5-4 in his first set, lost at 7-5. Like, they had a couple moments there where it was like, okay, like, if they could somehow just finish off this set, like, get some momentum, Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, it gets interesting. At least it goes three, you know, like it could, could have been interesting. Could have been interesting. North Central overpowers them at the end. Uh, shout out Isaac Staley, though. Staley. Sorry, Staley. I talked Staley. to Mrs. Staley. Yep. I asked Mrs. Staley how to pronounce her last name, and then I said it wrong. So good to know. Uh, Isaac Staley, 24-0 on the season. He got the win at three singles. Uh, Three-set win over the uh, in North Central kid. So congratulations to him. Great season. Only a junior. Great year for Goshen overall, their best year, and I mean, at least since 2015 when they won regional last, mm. but probably their best overall season in a long time, like 20 years. Won the sectional, won the regional, won conference, 23-1, and one. and you got five of the seven guys coming back. You're only graduating Sawatsky and then Joel Byler for the number one doubles position. So, the in-theory game, they got, you know, a lot of their varsity talent coming back. The feeder program is strong. Mm-hmm. They have a legit chance to do very similar success next year as well. To have very similar success. Mm-hmm. I agree. We'll see. Yep. So, congratu- I mean, honestly, a great season. Congratulations to them. Number 18 in the state, like, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's awesome. A lot of trophies won this season as well. Yeah. Yeah, just a really good, good season for them, and, and they should be proud of what they accomplished. And it's probably tough right now in the moment because it just ended, but they'll look back at that and probably have a lot of good memories. So, all right, uh, let's look ahead. We have volleyball sectionals beginning this week. We have uh, five sectionals that we will be keeping our eyes on throughout the area. Let's start at the top, the big boy, the big girls, excuse me. I'm dead. Not the boys. <laughs> wow. Um, class 4A, sectional 4 at Penn. Um, we could go through some of the matchups. We could probably get through a couple of these quickly, but this is one of the best ones, um, you know, overall, top to bottom. I'm sorry if you hear the pen making noise in the background Drop here. Pin. Uh, tough, tough, tough top half of this bracket. Elkhart, 25 and 6, plays Warsaw, 20 and 8, in the first game on Thursday. And then the winner of that plays Penn Saturday morning in the semifinal. Penn, under a lot of. Um, Scrutiny. I don't say scrutiny, but there's a lot of question marks around that program right now with the mm-hmm. head coach being suspended. Um, apparently, she you know, put her hands on a player uh, during a match last week. There was video of it. She got suspended. No word on that, if that suspension will last through the postseason or when she'll come back to coach the team. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn is still good, obviously, but you know, not having the head coach has got to be weird. The distraction. Right. So... You know, people are, aren't talking about their play. They're talking about their coach right now. So, Elkhart, of course, beat Penn in five mm-hmm. earlier this year. They have not played Warsaw. Warsaw is the NLC champs. Very good team. Elkhart, a very good team. Penn, a very good team. You get three really, really good teams. Three very good teams. So, whoever survives that, you know, will have a really nice opportunity to win on Saturday night. Uh, the other half of the bracket, Concord gets Goshen Thursday night after the Elkhart-Warsaw match. Winner of that plays Northridge. Um, so, Concord, you know, playing well 18-10. and 10, Northridge 17-10. and 10. Goshen finished 14-16 and 16 after a strong start. 
Um, yeah, it feels like a good, you know, I think, I believe Concord beat Northridge. I, got, I should have looked that up before I said that out loud. But um, I know both of them beat Goshen. So, um, yeah, it feels like, you know, it's going to be a nice... Northridge, Concord or Northridge are both capable of getting to that final. Like, that that semifinal match, if it's those two, mm-hmm. should be a pretty competitive contest. And then, you know, you take a chance against a really good team. Concord has proven they can play the big teams close. I mean, they almost beat Northwood this year. You know, they've handled some big... Ma- Elkhart, they took them to five. I know it was really early, but they took them to five. So... They have the capability of playing well. They got Warsaw beat them in three last week, but, you know. So, I'm just saying, it's possible. It's possible. I agree with you. Any other analysis? I feel like I've been dominating this podcast. It's all right. Class 3A, Sectional 19 at uh, New Prairie? Yeah, we only we have to talk about the first match of this one. So That's correct. Jimtown. Jimtown, 14 and 17. And unfortunately, they're playing the best team. New Prairie, 23 <laughs> and 7. Uh, that's Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. 5.30 New Prairie time, because that's, that's where the uh, sectional's at. Yeah, I don't know if the Jimmies are going to get past the uh, the Cougars. So Yeah, if you, and then if, just for fun, if you look at the rest of the sectional, uh, it's, it's certainly New Prairie's to win. If Jimtown somehow pulls an upset, they have a great path to winning this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so they would play 8-22 and 22, Mishawaka Marion, and then the other half is Clay, and uh, who's 12-19, and 19, St. Joe, 14-16. Washington also there, 5-15. and 15. So, like... Yeah, if New Prairie doesn't win the sectional, yikes. Uh, but Jimtown is probably the second best team. Mm. So, good luck well, to the Jimmies. If they pull off an upset, you never Work know. Out. Uh, the the good one from the three, the winner of that sectional, goes into a regional hosted by Northwood, who's also hosting the sectional, sectional twenty. Interesting five teams here. Feels like it is set up for a Northwood Fairfield final, but you never know. Wallace C. West will kick it off Thursday, 6 p.m. Only five teams in the sectional. Mm-hmm. So the Wallace C., who's 19 and 12, East West Noble, 8 and 19. Wallace C. beat them 3-0 last week. Um, the winner of that plays Northwood, who is ranked eighth in the final poll, 24 and 6 uh, record for the Panthers this year. Uh, they will play them in the second semifinal on thir- on Saturday. First semifinal in the morning. Fairfield 22 and 9, Lakeland 16 and 13. Uh, the Falcons beat the Lakers earlier this year. I believe it was a 3-0 match. Um, I should have double-checked that before. Again, I said it out loud. This is great research on my part. Um, so, on paper, the on paper game, which is our favorite. Um, it's our favorite thing to bring up. Fairfield-Northwood, final, 6 o'clock, Saturday night. Probably. That's the expectation. Fairfield is playing much better this year, or much better later in the year. Um they played Northwood back in August, lost the first set like 25-5, to 5, but battled the next three sets. They won the third set against Northwood. So they've they've kind of proven that they can hang around with them a little bit. I would still think Northwood is the, is the expected favorite here to mm. win this thing, but um, as we've been saying maybe the last couple weeks, like, you know, the Falcons, are, they're pesky. So they could they could easily beat Northwood. Scrappy. Frisky. Scrappy. <laughs> the frisky. They are frisky. <laughs> um... Yeah, any, anything jump out to you at this sectional? Well, what jumps out to me in that sectional is I expect it to be Northwood Fairfield. I do like Wawasee to be that sleeper team, perhaps. Yeah, look out for the Warriors. But other than that, uh, like I said, I do expect it to be Fairfield-Northwood on Saturday night. Yes, I agree. For the right to go to a regional. To a Northwood regional, which for, is very for exciting. For the right to go nowhere. That's very Just exciting. stay in the Northwood Northwood yeah, Fairfield's Northwood Northwood actually going to spend the week at Northwood. They're yeah. going to sleep in the gym, and yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, Class 2A, Sectional 35. This is another one we can kind of go through quickly at Prairie Heights. We only have one team here, Westview, and they are 5-23 and 23 on the season. They draw Fremont, 9-14. and 14. Um, So, they play Thursday night, 7.45 p.m., this sectional's gross. The sectional's bad. Churubusco should be the heavy favorites here. They are 20-7. and seven. They beat Fairfield last week. They are really good. They were second in the NECC final standings, only to Angola, who Angola beat everybody this year. Mm-hmm. So, in their defense, like, good loss. Quality loss. Quality um, loss. If those count. Moral yeah, wins. Moral, moral victories. Moral um, Yeah, this is Busco's to lose. Um, Central Noble 6-15. and 15, Eastside 3-18. and 18, Prairie Heights 
Westview 5 and 23, Fremont 9 and 14. So, Busco, don't blow it. Get okay. it done. Okay, and then Class 1A, sectional 51. Sectional. What? Sectional. Sectional. <laughs> well, that's been wrong on the story for two weeks. That's great. I just copied and pasted it from our uh, story. That's close enough. Uh, We're seeking it out. Um, <laughs> S-E-E-C-T-I-O-N-A-L. It's close enough. Bethany Christian hostess and uh, man, the Bruins, they did not get any favors with this blind draw. They did get not any favors. 18 and 8 season, great year so far. Their reward is Blackhawk Christian, number four in the 1A final rankings, 26 and 4, defending sectional champs. Um, the reason why the Bethany Argus girls soccer game is at 7.30 on Thursday is because these two play at 6 o'clock on yep, Thursday yep, yep. at Bethany. Um, it's going to take a lot. The blind the draw just messed this one all up. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Well, the winner of that gets Fort Wayne Canterbury, who is 2-22. and 22. <laughs> And then the second game on, on uh, Thursday night is ECA, 19-8 and 8 against 1-10 Hamilton. The winner of that gets 11-15 Lakewood Park Christian. So, ECA... They've had a nice year. Sets up nicely for them to get to the final. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hamilton doesn't really have a team. And LPC, they have beaten, I believe, this year. So uh, you get to that final of ECA and most likely Blackhawk Christian. Bethany's going to have to pull a rabbit out of the hat to beat Blackhawk. They're just, uh, they're really good. I think the craziest thing is Hamilton won something. It was their first win. They, like, it was legitimately, they snapped a 70 match losing streak. Who they beat? I don't know. I just saw the headline. <laughs> I just saw the headline. Hamilton wins first times in you know like seventy five matches or whatever. Hmm. Hold on, you you st- you stall for a little bit. I'll pull up the max preps. Imagine being that team losing to Hamilton. It's like I haven't heard of Hamilton winning anything in Hamilton, any sport. They don't win anything in any sport, right? Basketball. Do they have baseball and softball? They, they do play have baseball. baseball. They have baseball. I've never heard of them playing softball, though. Or tennis, for that matter. Either. Cross country? No. Definitely not football. <laughs> Guess who they beat? Who? Fort Wayne Canterbury, who's in their sectional. Uh, <laughs> 3-2, back on September 22nd. That actually makes sense, since Fort Wayne Canterbury is 2-22. and Right. Canterbury, very bad. Uh, yeah, the match was 25-20, 23-25. 2025, 20, 26, 24, 15, 12. So, really competitive wow. five sets. <laughs> um, can't believe that. The Marines, no stats entered. Dang, I wanted to give a shout out to anyone who's did well for so Literally them. anyone. <laughs> anyone. Um, yeah, so, you know, not great. So, okay, so volleyball, that's all this week. Thursdays and Saturday. A lot of fun. Get excited, get hype, you know, all that stuff. Be there for some of it. Try to be at least. We're going to be following it. Mm-hmm. The the soccer section, or the soccer regionals now being on Thursday night, really prohibits our ability to cover volleyball Thursday night because those regional over sectional, in my opinion, you know, right seasons on the line more for like a lot of our teams. So, I agree. Okay, um, football pairings. Let's do it. The football pairings came out. We'll quickly talk through these uh, quickly too. Last week, um, yeah, not much happened honestly. Last week. Uh, Blowouts kind of everywhere. Concord played Mishawaka close. That was that was interesting. Fifteen to eleven. Yeah. Um, Fairfield beat Lakeland twenty eight twenty one. Kind of pulled a win out of nowhere. The Falcons looked like the sky was falling. They get a win, so they're back. Um, <laughs> uh, Northwood destroyed Wallasee. Mm-hmm. Warsaw destroyed Goshen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley Buroff was really good for Busco against West Noble. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimtown won again. They competitive game against South Bend Adams. 35-28. Yep. Sam Garner, Touchdown. 280 yards rushing, uh, two touchdowns for the Jimmies. That's an impressive performance. Some might say athlete of the week worthy. That's why he is. Anomaly. Nominated. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, did I miss any games? Northridge destroyed Plymouth, 49-0. Yep. That was 49-0 at the half. At halftime, yeah. And then they just didn't score again, because why? Running clock. Just let, Chad Epley, you know, he's a great yeah, guy yeah. for not scoring again. Um so, yeah, uh, we got the brackets. The brackets came out Sunday night. And uh, honestly, nothing overly egregious this year. Congratulations. Yeah. Good Woo. blind draw. Blind draw did it. Uh, let's work our way up from 3 to 6A because the 3A and the 4A games start next Friday, the 21st. 
and then the set 5A, 6A games are the 28th. Evan, mm-hmm. read off those uh, amazing 3A matchups. Sectional 26. October 21st. Mm-hmm. 10 days from now. The following, fr- the following Friday. But who's counting? Me, because I can't wait. I'm excited. I can tell, brother. Play, uh, football. Yeah, brother. Yeah, football. brother. Football. Are you ready for some football? Class 3A. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Sectional 26. Here are the matchups. Friday, October 21st. They're all Friday, October 21st. All at 7 p.m. Yes, as of now. As of this moment. Mishawaka Marion, having a down year, 2-6. and six. Usually they are considered a favorite of this sectional, but this year that is not the case. They'll be on the road against West Noble. West Noble, the Chargers, 6-2 and two this season. Obviously they just lost to Churubusco. Disappointing L for them, but overall, pretty solid season. They got a get right game this week against Prairie Heights. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be seven and two, yeah. more than likely. And then we also have elsewhere in the sectional. Lakeland, three and five. They'll take on Knox, who's five and three this season. Know nothing about Knox whatsoever. Knox destroyed John Glenn, that's all I know. Okay. Where is this Knox school at? It's uh, far away from here. Okay. Not far, far, but it's an hour. Pretty at least. far. Yeah. Pretty far. They are the Redskins. Oh. One of like twelve schools left in this country that are Redskins. So uh, the Knox deserves to lose just based off of that. Well, wow, they no probably sense. will never change their name either. So if a lot of Goshen people would love to hear that. They're like, why didn't we? Ch- why did we change our names? But anyway, South Bend Clay, bad team, zero and eight, getting blown out every single game. And one of those games was the Jimtown, who they will be playing in the sectional. Mm-hmm. Six and two, Jimtown. They've won six games in a row since starting the season. Oh and two, the Jimmies are on a bit of a roll, and uh, they destroyed uh, South Bend Clay earlier in the season. So uh, should be a cakewalk for the Jimmies. Yep, that's the expectation on that one. And then we also have Fairfield, who we just discussed getting a win to move to five and three because they had lost three in a row after starting the season four and zero, and they'll play John Glenn, who's also five and three. Yep. That's a toss-up game. The whole sectional is a toss-up outside of Clay. Like, honestly, you could talk yourself into any of the other seven probably winning it. I like West Noble to win by a couple TDs. Maybe 10 points. It's a it's a mental thing, though, man. Marion, I don't know. I know they're bad. I know they're not what they are. And West Noble's playing better. But, like, I don't know. It's still like you got to sh- you gotta prove it. You got to show me, you know? The show me state. Yes. Missouri. Uh, we were there a little bit, you know. Last um, weekend. You know, I, the only thing I feel comfortable in is Jimtown beating Clay. Like, every other game, I'm like, I don't know. That whole sectional is a, just a crapshoot. And uh, maybe that we get a little more clarity this week. Like, I don't think we will because, I mean, Fairfield is playing Busco. So, we'll see mm-hmm. how they handle that. Uh, Jimtown gets Riley for the NIC North-South Championship, basically, tonight or this Friday. Um Lakeland plays Bluffton, so I don't know if we're going to learn anything there. Um, Bluffton. Yeah, south of Fort Wayne, brother. That's an hour and a half drive at least. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. This sectional's it's not good, to be perfectly honest. But someone has to win it, and if you're going to go by records, West Oboe, Jimtown, both 6-2, and two, mm-hmm. should both be 7-2 and two by the end of this week. Mm-hmm. They have played the best football. We'll see. Uh, let's go through Class 4A, Sectional 18. Uh, Wawasee 1-7 and seven at Logansport, 6-2. and two. The winner of that plays the Northridge at South Bend Riley winner. Both those teams 5-3 and three currently. Uh, bottom half of the brackets, he's number 3, Northwood, 8-0. Uh, going to South Bend, Washington, who's 2-6. and six. And then South Bend, St. Joe, 2-6 and six at Plymouth, 0-8. Um, this is a beautiful draw for Northwood. I mean, just a gorgeous draw. They get to play South Bend, Washington, who's not good. First game, they will play either St. Joe or Plymouth, who are not good. Probably St. Joe, because Plymouth's really bad. Mm-hmm. St. Joe, and even though those first two games will be on the road, like, those are really winnable games. Like, those teams are it's not like home field's going to matter no. against Washington or St. Joe. And then you're guaranteed a home game in the sectional final against more than likely Logansport or Northridge. So, you got to feel pretty good if you're a Panther fan, coach, player right now, like... You know, you can't can't take it easy, of course. You still have to prepare and be ready to go. But 
man, that, that Northwood draw, they had to see that on Saturday and be like, yeah, let's do a cartwheel or something. You think Nate Andrews did a cartwheel seeing it? He's probably athletic enough to do a cartwheel. He could do a cartwheel. Gonna do a backflip, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. He's got good calves. You never know. Uh, yeah, and then uh, really intriguing, you know, if Northridge gets past Riley. Riley is, we're going to see what Riley is playing Jimtown this week. Northridge should, should, never know. Um, and Logansport will probably take care of Wabasee. So, Northridge, Logansport round two, that's a fun game. And it would be at Northridge. Because by how the IHSA does it, whoever has played the fewer amount of home games gets the home game in the playoff. So Northridge will have played zero and Logansport will have played one. So okay. Logansport will make the drive about two hours to Middlebury to play in a sectional. So That makes sense. Yeah, sure. Sec does. It's almost the same drive Mississinawa made. Not as far. Mississinawa was much longer. but Yeah, it was further. <laughs> Logansport is not close by any stretch. Yeah, city. Yeah. Okay. Evan, Class 5A, Sectional 11. Uh, Class 5A, Sectional 11. Four teams. Next. They don't, they don't start till the 28th. The 28th. 17 days. Two and a half weeks. We have Concord and Goshen. Three and five Concord against two and six Goshen at this moment. Concord uh, did a number on Goshen earlier in the season, a couple weeks ago, actually. 37 to 7, and it wasn't that close. Yeah, pretty recently. So... Concord's going to be the favorite going into that one, obviously. And then uh, South Bend Adams, 1-7. On the road against uh, number 5, Mishawaka, who is 7-1 this season. Should be Mishawaka and Concord. The game would be at Concord, again. A rematch from last week's 15-11 game. Concord led, Mm 8-0. Had it there. They were driving near the end of the game, fumbled. That's why I heard. A couple minutes left. So So that's a toss-up, potentially. Concord is playing much better than their record says they are at this point. Wouldn't it have... I mean, they got a shot to be sectional champion. Who would still, have said that? Still going to take a lot to beat Mishawaka, but... But they have a shot. Concord is not a pushover like they were maybe three, four weeks ago. They've been playing better, better football. Honestly, since they whooped Goshen, they have, like, opened up... Like, because they almost beat Northridge, and then they almost beat Mishawaka. So, like, they have played really well, and they get Plymouth this week... So, so nice little tune-up, you know, to get yeah, ready. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. they That is definitely, like, a, uh, still Mishawaka, like, 90% favorite here. Let's not make any bones about this, but Concord has at least made that 10%. You know, it was yeah. probably, like, 2% three weeks ago. Now it's 10%. It's so. not going to sit here and be like, oh, Concord doesn't have a chance, because that's not true. Right. And then uh, 6A, sectional 2. Uh Four really darn good teams in this one. Three ranked in the top 11 of the new poll. Uh, number five, Fort Wayne Carroll, is 8-0, goes to number 10, Penn, who is 6-2. and two. And then Elkhart, who is 11th in the poll, first team out of receiving votes, goes to Warsaw, who is 6-2. A um, lot, lot of good teams here. Four really good teams. Um, and if Elkhart takes care of Warsaw, they will be getting a home game for the sectional final, no matter what. So, because either Penn will win and they will have played one home game, or Carroll wins and they just default to the bottom team on the bracket gets to home game if they had yeah. played the same amount of home games. So, that's Elkhart. Um, so, if the Lions go down to Warsaw take care of business, they will be playing at home at Rice Field for the sectional title on uh, November 4th. So, this is going to be a fun... I'm really intrigued by both those matchups. You know, 6A is always loaded, it feels like. Every team is, tends to be pretty okay, except Southport. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, that's going to be fun. Four teams, three in the top 11. It's good stuff. Elite. That's an elite sectional, if it you is. ask me. It is. So, okay, that's football. How about that? Foosball. Okay, uh, Maple Leaf Minute. <coughs> Colin Eccles this week, Maple Leaf Minute. Uh, let's learn about the uh, Maple Leaf Athletics. What do you think? It's a good idea. Cool. For 91.1 The Globe, I'm Colin Eccles with your Maple Leaf Minute. It was a relatively light homecoming week for the Maple Leafs. The women's volleyball team started things off with a crossroads league matchup against the University of St. Francis. They found themselves on the wrong end of a three-set sweep. The women then rounded off their week against Indiana University Northwest, and it was a hot start for the Leafs as they took the first set 25-23. The next three sets would go to IU Northwest. 
Sadie Brenneman led the Maple Leafs with 11 kills and 16 digs on the day. Both the men and women's cross-country teams were off to the races Friday in South Bend for the Bethel Invitational. Of all the runners in action, all of them posted season best times. For the women, it was Mercy Chabay who led the way with a finishing time of 22 minutes, 8.4 seconds, with an average 7 minutes, 7.5 second mile, placing 57th. And for the men, it was Kevin Liddell leading the way, placing 20th with a time of 26 minutes, 58.1 seconds, a 5 minute, 25.5 second mile pace. And dual soccer action finished off the week on Saturday. The men hosted the number 11 nationally ranked Bethel Pilots for a homecoming match. The Maple Leafs made it a close one, making it a 1-0 match loss to the Pilots. Women's soccer traveled to Bethel and came out with yet another close loss in the match with a final score of 2-1. The single goal for the Leafs came from Anita Tavares, who finished with two shots and one made shot on goal. That does it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more GC Athletics. Thank you for that update, Colin. Uh, busy week over there for homecoming. Dash the squirrel. How um, was that? Please, everyone. Oh, it was great. It was fun. It was a fun event to be at. Also, please, everyone, go read Daniel Eschcott's column this week. Great stuff. He, he used to be the mascot. He was the unofficial mascot. They bought this suit off Amazon for 90 bucks. Um, wow. And it was, held, it was held together by duct tape and you know pins and things like that. Um, and he wrote a beautiful first-hand perspective kind of of like being the mascot, what it's done for the fan base at Goshen College, you know, and uh, the student body in general. And, uh, yeah, man, I... I I loved it, honestly. I loved it. It's uh, it's worth the read. It's very entertaining. It's funny. It's full of heart. It's not like a like I'm giving a movie review right now, but like it is one thousand percent worth the read. I'll have to read it. You should. You should read it. You work here. You should probably read it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Notre Dame. Here come the Irish, baby. They beat BYU on Saturday night uh, in Vegas, and uh, they're back. They are I think they're officially back. They beat BYU, ranked opponent, neutral site. To me, they're back. They're going to be 10-2 now. Wouldn't go that far. Maybe 8-4. and 8-4 and four is definitely on the table. Confirmed. Do uh, you think they lose to USC and uh, Clemson? Probably. Syracuse could be tough, too. At Syracuse. They could maybe beat Clemson. And the Carrier Dome. Clemson at home, Saturday night, primetime. The Irish faithful will be hopping. Yes. In Notre Dame Stadium. That crowd will actually be lit. It will be. Might actually have a home field advantage for once. Um, Notre Dame's offense. Drew Pine, actually good, it turns out. Hand up. Do you have anyone to admit anything in this uh, Mac quarterback, Drew Pine, playing well for Notre Dame? He'd be really good as a Mac quarterback still. <laughs> that's not That's not. He'd be wrong. the best Mac quarterback in the country because he's also good at Notre Dame, who's Division One. Very not division like max division one two, but you know what I meant. Oh, it's power just, five. It's just the system. He's set up well. He's a system quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it helps having Michael Mayer to throw to. Yes, but yeah, Michael Mayer, man, eleven catches, hundred eighteen yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, it's a good safety blanket. But you know, Pine made some nice plays, minimized the mistakes, threw Off- for over two hundred sixty yards, three touchdowns, and just one pick. Offensive line is smalling people. Uh, there was a play on the game on. Saturday night, where it looked like he had like ten seconds to stand in the pocket. Oh, yeah, most I mean, it was of, most unbelievable how much time he had to throw the ball. It was great. That helps. That is exactly what we. That's what we thought they were going to do. Maybe not week one against Ohio State, but from in week two against Marshall, like that's what we were supposed to be seeing. Terrible you know? luck, because Marshall's like not good. Right, that Marshall loss is more and more confusing. Because like Marshall's like bad. They've lost so. like every game since then. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> bad. So, but yeah, the defense too. I mean, BYU's offense is pretty prolific coming in. Defense holds them to under 300 yards. And they only had six points in the third quarter heading in before they made a little comeback. I mean, it was 25-6. The Irish were really dominating this game. Yeah. Which is not what I was expecting, obviously. It was looking like the Fiesta Bowl again. Yeah. That'd be... Defense stood up, though. Yeah. So, um, two very winnable home games coming up, Stanford and UNLV. So games they should win. Notre Dame could be sitting there at five and two, probably going to be ranked like heading 25th. into the Carrier Dome. Syracuse, as long as they take care of business, they'll be ranked two. So college game day, Syracuse Notre Dame. Who would have thought? Possible. You have to look at the rest of the slate, but yeah, those two teams will probably be ranked at that point. I they're going know, to ten- I don't know Syracuse. Has. They're going to Tennessee for the second time in three weeks or four weeks. So, well, that's a. 
top six matchups. Right. Well, so. they shouldn't have gone to Tennessee, Florida in the first place. That's that's my point. That was a top twenty-five matchup. I don't care. <laughs> Alabama plays top twenty-five matchups like every week. So every week. So they should have gone to. Uh, they still should have gone to A and M or whatever that week. I don't remember who was. It was supposed to be Kansas Duke. They didn't go to Kansas Duke. Which is fine. Cause they which finally went to Lawrence last, last week. So anyway, um, yeah. So all right. Good episode. Good episode. It was. I don't got anything else to talk about. That was a nice long hour. Good hour. Power hour. Just like we were in college. We're back. All right. We're back. That's this week's edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. A bunch of soccer we're going to talk about. A bunch of volleyball. A bunch of football. You know the routine of this show. At this point, we're going to be talking about a good amount of stuff for the next few weeks three four five weeks so cross country be ready for it we're down to uh cross country football soccers volleyball volleyball so six total sports when you include both soccer genders and cross country genders but there you go down to no more boys tennis no more girls golf so Um, we will talk more talk about more of all that if i can say the words next week